Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. I am excited to announce that I am, for the first time ever, teaching a free virtual masterclass to help you learn about what's underlying your food and eating issues. This is going to be jam-packed with information that I've never taught before or explained in this way. I'm literally packaging together everything that I wish I knew when I was first starting out on my healing journey, everything that you need to know to help you identify for yourself which of the five bodies of health are most affecting your eating issues. But then with that awareness, I'm going to explain to you what the path of healing looks like and how you can begin to do the inner work right now to begin to heal your relationship with food, eating, and your body, not focusing on the surface level issues, which is often just focusing on food and trying to control your eating, but instead accessing the layers of the mental, emotional, energetic, and soul bodies that need to be addressed in order for you to truly experience total wellness and healing. So if you are ready to take your power back from food, Join me at the masterclass. Even if you can't make it live, you can still get the replay. So click the link in the show notes that you can register today. It's free. It's a no brainer. I hope that you make sure to carve out time to be there because this could be the most valuable hour that you've experienced in a really long time. It's that good. Lindsay Schroeder is a spiritual wellness, intuitive business, and mindset coach with the company she founded, Our and R. She's a priestess, sacred alchemist, ceremony leader, and holder of space. She supports soulpreneurs and spiritually conscious beings in developing their intuition, reprogramming their paradigm, accessing their alignment, and up-leveling their lives and business. I know you're going to love this conversation with her. She has such a beautiful heart and powerful transmission, and we dive into the world of healing, specifically sound healing. Enjoy. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. You and I have been like, uh, noodling and getting ready and it's finally time. I'm so excited. I know, me too, because I, you have like such a wealth of wisdom and knowledge and I'm really excited for our listeners to learn from you and receive your transmission. And we sort of talked beforehand, you know, we're going to be focusing on sound healing and that whole world as a healing modality. But to start, I would love to just introduce you to everyone because you are a spiritual coach and sort of a modern mystic, which is just the coolest title. I'm like, I want to be a modern mystic. So tell me a little bit just about you and what got you on this path and sort of your healing specialties. 
Yeah, um, so hello everyone. My name is Lindsay Schroeder. I am a spiritual wellness coach. I'm an intuitive business mentor. Um, I also identify very much with modern mystic, alchemist, priestess, wielder of magic. Um, basically anything that's talking about that sacred remembrance of this like inner potency that all of us have. And there are several of us up at the front with our like torches lighting the way and being like, come with me you have this inside you too and that's something that i deeply see in you as well of like let's not only illuminate the path for ourselves but let's show others and let's kind of be the opposite of gatekeepers that's my favorite aspect of spiritual teacher leader mentor is the opposite of a gatekeeper of like if you want to know come over here let me share it with you so I love you're that. opening the gate and inviting yes. people in yes. into this world of yeah. the mystical and the non-physical and the spiritual, which is just so exciting, you know, when we can step out of just this physical 3D world and into this greater sense of self, which is way more sacred and magical. Yes. So like my work, both in the very like technical and practical of the coaching, like via Zoom, one on one in groups in my membership, all the way up to my priestess and ceremonial work and um, plant medicine facilitation, my work really focuses on marrying the energetic and the practical. So not just this amazing conscious experience, but supporting you in the integration of it. What do I then do with this magical experience, this eye opening? this going beyond the gate, the, you know, wealth of remembrance that I have inside me, how do I then take that very five dimensional experience, five dimensional awareness, and bring that in both through my intellect, through my emotional, through my intrinsic body and and marry those two things. So really about the inner work that changes the outer reality. And so I've been offering spiritual services for over 10 plus years now. And I got into this work because I had a lot of trauma. And so for my own Isn't that self, usually how it goes, right? <laughs> of like, you know, stuff was a little rough and I needed a little help for myself. And at the very beginning, back in the like OG days, I was like, oh, I'm never gonna teach. I'm never gonna share. I'm not gonna like give this to anyone. It's just for me. Cause I was so like forest from the trees. I was nose up against the bark of difficulty that I was just consuming things for my own benefit and just trying to like get above water. And then once I turned that corner and really started finding things that worked for me, oh, I had my little spiritual prescription pad of like, you need to try this meditation teacher and here, the, here try this YouTube video and here this crystal and like just dispersing and sharing and offering to anybody who was asking a question. I'm a projector in human design, so I, I did have to abruptly learn to wait for the invitation so that's definitely been a big one for me of like wait until someone invites you wait until someone asks for support but then once they ask i am a free-flowing geyser of like here's all the things that might potentially work for you and I really started to find that I am very gifted at integration and the development of your own intuition. So not just here's my breathwork practice or here's my sound healing, you know, system or here's, you know, the meditation that I go through all the time, but about showing you my template, showing you my overview, showing you my process. And then as you're witnessing it, as you're trying it, as you're playing with it 
helping to guide you of like here I'm experiencing your energy do this or I'm getting this type of message or I'm channeling this or I'm hearing your guide or my guides are telling me this and supporting you and really beefing up your own intuitive muscle of like oh I felt it come through this or I tasted it I have clear gustance or I saw this or like this popped in your energy field and I hold that pathway open for you I kind of light that up for you and then you get to go oh I did feel that oh I did sense it or it came through in this different way to really help you cultivate your own intuition in addition to getting the benefit of the answer the support the practice the channeled message so that even after our work together you feel even stronger in your own intuition not just that you've learned my process or my practice or my way of being so I love that a little bit around the the background of who I am, what I do, what I offer, and kind of where all of this came from. Wow. Yeah, that's so incredible. I find most healers I encounter, you know, we all have the sort of wounded healer story yeah. where because we've gone through our own journeys of mm -hmm. overcoming suffering or trauma and emerging on the other side, not that that journey necessarily ends, but yes. you reach these pinnacle moments where you've really like overcome some of these really big boulders that yes. were affecting you and have new tools and a new awareness and capacity to continue forward on your path, more aligned and more regulated and sort of really living and honoring your truth in a new way. Oh, more regulated. I love that. Like even more so than alignment i think right now the conversation is much more focused on the regulation aspect because alignment to me is a very 5d term of like is my soul is my dharma is my purpose is like these you know more esoteric energetic aspects of self but like if your human is dysregulated if your human nervous system cannot hold the modality the transformation the alchemization the truth the integration it's going to be really difficult for you to enjoy that alignment or follow that alignment for a longer period of time. So I love that you're spotlighting regulated, not just alignment. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to mention that you shared, which I resonate with, is the way that you're approaching your work is really empowering the souls that you're supporting and expanding their own capacity to know themselves and gain that awareness of how they operate or what their unique skill set is or intuitive gifts it's just beautiful to see more and more people like not operating as i'm the guru and i know best and i can yes. save you but instead saying i'm here i can support you and yes. and help you grow so that you don't need me so that you can trust yourself to be the ultimate authority on your own guide I do yes. the same thing with eating. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you what to eat. That's not yes. my job. You know, your body yes. knows. And I'm going to support you and give you the power back to realize, oh, I actually get to discover for myself what is right and best for me. Yes. And that to me lights me up more than anything. It's like, I, yes. you know, we're, we're doing good work when that's how we approach it. Mm -hmm. Personal bias. But I'm like getting a, I play Pictionary with my guides all the time where I'm like seeing pictures and when I like light up the correct interpretation or language around it, they like get excited and that's how I like 
channel a lot of things through and I see both of us in a pool with like little kids like doing the swimming lessons and you have some kids that are like panicked and holding on to you and others that are learning on the kicking board and it's like the intention of us teaching in this way leading in this way is not the like you're saying oh I'm guru like I have answer it's like no no, no I'm teaching you the skill set of being able to swim I'm not going to be there with you every time you get in the water but for some of our clients for some of the people that find us it is a death grip on us with the little floaties on for the beginning and then we go to the little board and then we take the floaties off and then we're just like in the pool with you and then you know later down the road we're on the outside of the pool while you're like doing laps learning new tricks and stuff and learning how to be in it with yourself and so i i feel such a deep camaraderie in that together that we're we're talking about different things but we're talking about the same things of like totally to the self in our own inherent strength and you and i are not giving anyone a strength that they never had we're holding that space so that they can remember that and access that and we're just dropping in different tools and lenses and frames of reference and practices and processes and holding that container totally yeah Yeah. we all need mirrors like beings who can reflect truth to us especially when we're caught in our suffering or we're caught in a pattern or a belief system and it feels really true or like we know this you know for me it's like i know it's not helping me the way that i'm obsessing about food but i can't seem to get out of that and that's when we need someone to throw us the life Mm -hmm. (laughs) the life vest or that life raft to help pull us out and show us like how to get to the other side yeah like take a little break no more treading water hold on to this let me let me help let me support and then let's build that up again for you to like take that ownership back again for yourself that empowerment around these practices empowerment around eating up empowerment around your spiritual practice empowerment about your dharma your life the trajectory of your life and your choices the the vehicle with which you travel is my favorite because in this spiritual way of being, we really start to recognize that it's not destination based. It's about how we travel, how we traverse. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The outcome. I I mean, people I work with, you know, they think when I control my eating and I have the ideal body weight, then I'll be happy. And usually they are initially super focused on this mm-hmm. weight, physical appearance aspect of self which is totally attached to physical body as who I am and Mm -hmm. where my value and worth comes from. And I've worked really hard to help them recognize like that is a a fantasy land that once you arrive to like does not equal happiness. Yes. The grains of sand slipping through the fingers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this much bigger aspect of self that we need to connect with. And I talk about for them, like reconnecting to that, the truth of who they are as well because i see a lot of women who are disconnected from source disconnected Mm -hmm. from their non-physical higher selves and they have these soul holes it's the soul nourishment like their soul is craving something but because there's a, a block in their awareness of recognizing that they'll default to using food to try and fill the void or the soul hole yeah of like what are we consuming like are we consuming a physical thing when we're really desiring something energetic or something vibrational something purpose-based or passion-based or even that like reflective mirror yet we're it's so much easier 
in this world to consume something physical, to mm -hmm. consume something visual, like a TV show or a movie, to put something in the mouth, to put something, you know, a, a liquid in, something in front of us, social media versus this, you know, more vibrational, esoteric, kind of vague consumption. These these intangibles are so much harder. Uh, and when we have those holes, it's, it's not often the tangible that's going to fill that. Right. And yeah. when we can get the the spiritual fulfillment, it's a game changer, mm -hmm. which is a lot of what you walk people towards and help them start to discover, rediscover, and remember. And I know you use a plethora of modalities. You are just a medicine woman extraordinaire, but one of those modalities is sound healing. Yeah. And can you share a little bit, we'll start with the basics yeah. of you know, what sound healing is and sort of how that modality operates when we're looking at healing. To me, sound is the primordial language of healing. That if we, from a first, a scientific perspective, if we're talking like sixth grade, eighth grade, high school science, everything is vibrating. So even the physical things that we see that are matter, that we've been taught are this is matter versus, you know, something else it's still a vibration there's still a frequency to it it's energy emotion and so sound is a frequency sound is a vibration so to create resonance to shift us as humans sound is such a vehicle for this because it gets in at this primordial level at this base level we're trying to create these vibrational shifts or vibrational alignments you know we talk about manifestation and i'm sure some of your audience has definitely seen you know the four steps of manifestation on instagram and some might have not but the idea of calling forth something that's in the mind into the physical reality, one of the main steps of manifestation is like vibrational alignment or like feel the feelings or be it until you see it. And sound teaches us really how to do that and is such a quick often vehicle for that because you actually start to experience that transformation in the moment with sound. There's also this deep connection to sound and to our oneness or wholeness or, you know, where we came from, where we're going. There's this ancientness to it because sound kind of predicated all things like sound and vibration came first before all of this like technical matter-based things that we see. So for me, bringing sound healing into every facet, be that my ceremony work, be that in my membership for, you know, entry-level exposure to spirituality all the way up into my group programs, my mastermind, and definitely in my private work bringing back what we're focusing on intellectually to a very primal and intrinsic level where sound communicates this in a way that not just the mind accepts but the body accepts the energy accepts and the soul just like luxuriates in my like favorite comparison to sound healing to our like soul level is my favorite commercial is this woman going like this and going shays and like being so dramatic about this new piece of furniture she bought i think it's like a value city furniture commercial and like that to me is the vibe that my soul gives off when like i'm playing my singing bowls or working with my tuning fork or listening to sacred song or ikaros or playing with my 
any one of my many, many instruments of sound of she's just like, oh my God, this is so wonderful. Hand to the head, lying down on my fainting couch, just going, shays. <laughs> our souls luxuriate in it. It's so delicious. It's such a sacred remembrance. And it's like downloading codes instead of just telling the mind and then having to integrate that. It is so often an immediate integration at the soul level when we're working with sound. Wow. That's why I wanted to have this conversation about sound healing because the way you described it is lighting my system up. It's just so powerful. And one thing I encounter, you know, especially in this world of obsessing about food and eating is looping in the mental field yes. and the cognitive thought and trying to figure it out, calculate what to eat, how much to eat, should I eat this, not eat that. Um, I don't like my body, struggling with the inner critic. And you can get so caught in the mind yes. that when we're trying to make those those shifts into a new state of being, it's like, oh, that mind's a barrier, you know? Yep. And the beauty of sound healing is sound bypasses that beautiful mind like you're speaking to and just goes straight to the core, to the cells, to the body. It's like working on all levels of the field and being. And we don't have to sit and argue with the mind or try and convince you to think a different way. We're just going to surrender thought and allow yes. the body to just I don't know if it's a harmonizing with the frequencies or the sounds, but allowing the sounds to penetrate into the being and surrender into the experience and allow what happens for the highest good of that being to happen. Yes. And you have this tool with you all the time. I think especially in kind of our current uh, advanced spiritual practice, there's this kind of like inner circle or like not necessarily mean girls club, but this like, oh, thing that you can't reach, just like with anything that becomes popular, there's like, you know, the celebrity type aspect to it. And it's like, oh, if you don't have, you know, the money to drop on this fancy tool or instrument or retreat or this thing outside yourself, whereas with sound healing, guys, put your hand on your throat and feel the vibration of any sound, of your name, of any words you're saying. Like you are an instrument of vibration, whether or not you can harmonize or pitch match or any and all of this, the activation of your throat, of your own voice is a medicine. Your voice is a medicine. And it's a tool and an instrument that for a lot of us, we have access to all the time. Of course, there are some of us who don't have access to our own vocal cords or aren't able to do that. But for the most part, a lot of us have this tool right here with us and it's not expensive to work with and there's not specific times where it's available or not available and it is yours. So I love that aspect of it as well because I, I love my tools and I love my fancy stuff, but I also really love to come back to a base practice of things like breath and my voice and my own body and my own visualization that are completely contained within me because I don't ever want to be in the position where like, oh, I don't have my bag of gear or, oh, you know, the plane lost this and I can't be me. I can't offer my gifts because I don't have this physical thing. We want to make sure that we feel empowered in our own self as often as possible and that we're constantly making sure that we're not you know leaving an attachment to something that is third dimensional is physical is a tool these are all tools and so we want to have as many means as possible to do this work through our own selves and in this sacred space with self 
Totally. And I love that because it's, yes, the stuff out there are great tools that can enhance our experience. But what you're pointing to is a return to self and the power within oneself to heal oneself through the sounds that we have the capacity to make, which requires no musical talent. You know, this is something you can do in private, in Mm -hmm. your car or in your shower, as simple as humming or singing. I know because I've been working a lot on opening my throat chakra. And so as you're speaking about the vibration through the vocal cords, right, I'm of course, feeling this this throat chakra activation within myself. And there's a pattern in the women I work with and women who struggle with binge eating or emotional eating where they use food to stuff down their voice. Yes. Because there's a fear of, of speaking because historically, if they expressed emotions, those were shut down or invalidated. They were told they were wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they received backlash or criticism. And so there's been this conditioning. It's not safe to speak. Or if I speak, I have to say the right thing or what I'm supposed to say. And we got a lot of blockages that back up in the throat chakra that is directly connected to disordered eating tendencies. Yeah. And so being able to use sound and the sound of your own voice to help support opening the throat chakra and clearing blockages feels extremely important. So can you kind of speak a bit about like what's going on in the throat chakra? Yeah. And and first I, I want to touch on what exactly what you're saying around that. Like, oh, if if you have this itch, you need to scratch in the throat, so to speak. Um, you know, you, you've had things that you want to say, you've been shut down, you've pushed it down before. If we're not able to scratch that itch with speaking our truth, it does become, you know what I mean, a conditioned loop to then want to like scratch that itch in a physical way of consuming something physical, of having the throat chakra stimulated in that maybe lower vibrational way because we're not able to express or like deal with that stagnation, that tension, you know, when we talk about chakras or the energy system, we say dis-ease in the body is first and then disease in the physical body. Like it starts in the energetics first, it's dis-ease first, and then it moves into disease. So we, we feel this potency in the throat. And if we don't know how to work with that, we can like overly consume to try and like scratch that itch or deal with that resistance or blockage. So I, I could see that full picture and see so many of the women that you've worked with and the release of that, the like open channel of that, of like what happens when then that is flowing and how to start with that like Bambi legged speaking of the truth as we're like shifting from shoving it down to like letting it out gently. And sound can be such a supportive aspect to that practice. One of my favorite ways to start working with the activation of the throat chakra is to just start with oming. So an om, which you guys have probably heard at the beginning of some yoga class, or you've seen the om symbol, or you've seen some mantra that starts with om, but om is this primordial seed sound or the like start of it all. And so just working with the sound of om or even the ah into om, depending on how you learn how to om, some om start with an ah and then move into om, but just this very beginning start of sound and i know you were mentioning like it even if you like have to do it light or even if you're not sure if like your voice is quote unquote like a singer's voice you can do this underneath 
someone else's sound. So you can literally just look up an ohm sound on Spotify or on Apple Music and play that ohm sound and join in. You don't necessarily have to hear your own ohm for it to be beneficial because you're still sending the vibration through your own body temple. So for a lot of my clients, that's the place that I start with. We're on our calls or in our, you know, entry membership, or I'll, I'll send them a sound of me oming at full volume. And it will not always be perfectly pitched and beautiful. And like, it's, we're not listening to this to like bask in the glow of my amazing voice because my voice is not amazing most of the time. In ceremony, I'll get to channel other voices and I get to expand into this state of like, sometimes I listen to the recordings and I'm like, whew, who is that? That is beautiful. But like my regular like shower in the car voice is not the same at all. But because of that, and because I've moved through this like fear, like I, I know the benefit of this, I'll send my clients some like wonky ass audios of like just stretching the vibration. And I'm like, start your ohm underneath that. Play that and just ohm with me a little bit and start as Bambi-legged as you need to. So I'd love to just offer a quick little three ohm for you guys at a very gentle volume so that you can hear for any of those who might never have worked with the sound ohm. And I'll share it with you both ways. But that way, if you guys want to rewind that after we teach that and turn that up in the car, or, you know, in your bathroom or, you know, lock yourself in the closet and try it out just to encourage moving vibration from your intention out through your throat chakra to start to kind of clear any stagnation that might be in that space. I love this. And before you offer it, I also want to just invite anyone listening as Lindsay does this, you can either listen and receive the sound and frequency that she's offering and just notice how that feels in your system. Or you can also join her in Omain and notice how that feels in your system when you're actively participating as well. So you can play with it in two ways, but I really want to invite you to have your awareness noticing, mm -hmm. like, can you feel the vibration moving through your body? Where do you feel it? How does that feel? Is there an activation? Is there a dullness? Is there emotion attached to it? Just be present to what that's like. Yeah. And even in between, so an awareness of then if you're sitting and listening, you can be offering your intention of sound without even allowing the sound to move through your voice yet, or you can start to match your breathing to mind as if you're participating and kind of prepare for that participation. And then you can go all the way into participating. So you might choose to listen to this several times or at different points, come back to it and utilize that at any of those different phases of, oh, I just want to hear it, or, oh, I want to participate, or I want to build up to that and start almost imagining yourself making that sound. Imagine Imagining what it will feel like as that sound starts to escape, as it's just underneath mine or it starts to compete with mine or it gets louder than mine. That visualization, that mental experience and bringing your emotions and your body into that, even without it physically escaping the lips, is extremely potent as well. So thank you for kind of sectioning those out for us so that yeah. we gain benefit no matter which part you personally listening match up to right and the other thing i want to add in is notice if there is any resistance yes 
because you, you know, you may be completely comfortable with this and be like, oh, ohms, like I do that all the time. Great. But for some of you, there may be a part that's like, oh no, I don't, I don't need to do that. And Mm -hmm. you are not going to open your throat chakra and participate, which is okay. But that's just worth noting because that may point to, oh, I actually, this may, if I have resistance to this, it may actually highlight an area that I could really benefit from starting to lean into like that edge of my comfort zone where it's so easy to just avoid having to open my throat chakra and make a sound. And really it's a simple thing. So, oh, why does this feel so hard for me? Or what is it about that, that I'm resisting? So just a few invitations as you prepare to offer us the ohms. Yeah. Honoring wherever you are, but sitting in that contemplation of does that align and serve me? Will it align and serve me? Where, where do I desire to navigate with that to either receive, to encourage, or to participate? And being in alignment with that and staying regulated, once again, the alignment and the regulation around that and using it as that mirror that we've been talking about. So for an OM practice, we also wanna focus on the breath. So I'm going to take a deep breath in through the nose. I'm going to suspend my breath at the top And then I'm going to show you guys the two different ohms, just a regular ohm where ohm is the only sound that you're healing. And then I'll also offer an ah into ohm, um, which will sound like an ah, and then we'll finish into the ohm sound. There are a couple different camps around ohm, so I want to make sure you guys get exposure to both. So I'm going to do three ohms for you. Once again, I encourage you to sit back and receive, to contemplate participation. And for those of you who are ready and willing to start to build that participation, um, you might want to start underneath me, build to match me, and then try and, and maybe even be louder, fuller, um, kind of take the stage, so to speak, with these ohms. Breathing in to start. you were so beautifully suggested, considering how the body feels, considering how the mind feels, how the energy has moved, shifted, transformed, your soul's awareness of the sound, and thanking yourself for that focus, for that curiosity, for the ways in which you involved yourself and participated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo, thank you. (laughs) I felt that. I I can just reflect like the, the sensation of relaxation and soothing that washed over me was very tangible and felt amazing. 
and just three ohms. I mean, not even Bingo. 30 seconds there, guys. Of I was like, thinking that. I'm like, wow, this is that's it. You could do three mm -hmm. ohms a day and like, oh, just feeling like the shift that happens in that amount of time is so amazing. Yes. And utilizing that as a regulation practice. So the vibration is really calming for the vagus nerve, for the central nervous system. Also, the breath work included with making an extended sound is very calming for the nervous system. Anytime that we're elongating out the out breath, it being longer than the in breath, we are telling our body there is no saber tooth tiger because we cannot be in this like panicked place if our out breath is longer than our in breath. You're just not able to like luxuriate in that depth of out breath when you're running away from a predator, when you're trying to climb a tree, when you're fighting, or you know, in our more modern society, when you're answering an email from the boss that you didn't see until just now when you hear your kid go silent in another room and you're like oh that's not good like any of those panicked moments so when we connect even for just five seconds 10 seconds 30 seconds with our sound and with our breath it is very calming and regulating from a receiving all the way into the actively participating in just a simple ohm sound absolutely and it's something that it, it's like, because it's so easy, <laughs> we can sometimes forget yes. the benefit of it. Oh, yeah. But I want to encourage everyone to like really try and experiment with integrating this into your day-to-day -day life because yes. you do it, like we said, while you're driving and just play with what happens when I start to add some ohms or alternatively, you could just hum to begin to get that vibration that helps to yeah, calm the nervous system. And in our modern age where, I mean, we're all probably overstressed, you know, that's just kind of a default given, we could all benefit from this. Oh and, yeah. And it's worth trying. Mm -hmm. Now I have a question for you. What are your, your thoughts around like using screaming or yelling as a way to use sound in your healing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, primal rage practice. I actually just did a TikTok about this. I want to say I posted it yesterday. There's this song uh, and it talks about like, oh, I, d I don't think we're done. And it's like a cute little clip, audio clip that's like trending on TikTok now. And I used it as me like talking to my primal rage practice. Like, oh, something in the orange, like in the, in the morning or the sunset tells me we're not done. And I'm like looking at my primal rage practice because using yelling, uh, allowing us to move rage and anger and these big emotions through the body and and out of the body so that they're not getting stuck and stagnant in the body. So helpful, so beneficial. And as a child of trauma, we have so much of this stored in the body that has been there for so long that is deeply calcified that sometimes my like beautiful oming practice of like gentle natured loveliness isn't enough to like excavate that to dig that big calcification out sometimes it does take a yelling a screaming a like hands on the earth banging down or into the pillow and it takes a little bit more of that primal type rage to shake that loose so i am a 
big proponent of that. I do think that a lot of times with a primal rage practice or with an elementals rage practice, things like this, it is often helpful if you don't have uh, an understanding of how to like build that type practice to support yourself going into it and coming out of it, that it is really beneficial to like seek some support around creating that container for yourself so that it is very healing rather than re-traumatizing. But I love it. Yeah, that's an important point. And just to clarify for people who might be new to this idea of primal rage practice, like it's not, you're not raging at someone. Exactly. (laughs) You're doing this in a very healing container with intention to really metabolize and process and move that energy through your system. And to have, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling more and more the importance of having someone who can witness you and receive you in your rage without judgment and with safety and compassion is really powerful, almost more so than just doing it on your own. Although doing it on your own could still be beneficial, especially if like the rage is here and I don't got Mm -hmm. someone with me. So yes, of course, honor how that needs to move through you. Uh I remember the first time I dabbled in this was when I was, I was still struggling with bulimia and I had a woman who I was working with who suggested I do some anger work And, you know, the common, I think, initial wounded feminine response is, oh, no, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Oh, no, I don't yell. I don't scream. You know, there's like a total, absolutely not reaction. But I want to heal and I'm hearing Mm -hmm. you. So I'm going to attempt to try this. And I didn't have a space at the time. You know, I had housemates who had a two. I was living with friends who had a young child. I was like, I'm not going to rage up in my room with people home. And so I got in my car and I drove to this in the evening to an empty business parking lot where there was no human in sight. And and I remember just sitting there like, okay, I'm going to try and rage. You know, it was like, (laughs) I had to build myself up and be like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like just even trying to yell felt so silly and funny. And I told myself, okay, well, if I was an actress right now getting paid to be angry, like you can do this, Sarah, like find the fire, find some anger, just fake it until you make it. And I finally got it going. And once I got it going, oh, baby, it came. Yes. You're like, whoa, I did not know that amount of anger was locked up inside of my tiny little body. And it can be a little bit shocking and alarming the first time that powerful yell and scream comes through because you do question, like, where did that come from? Because the amount of agony and hurt that is in that sound and that frequency is shocking. Yes. But also, when you're like, dang, and I've been holding that inside of me this whole time, like what a relief to be able to move it out. Yeah. And how empowering to feel how much strength and power and prowess is in that of like, wow, I'm letting that out to release it, but I could also like wield that. And so like we get to witness that through the release of the voice or through the release of a physical action. There's a ton of different ways to to work with rage, to work with anger in this really healthy way. And I love that you're talking about someone witnessing it. You can also witness for yourself in this really beautiful way of allowing your child to rage, your inner child, allowing your inner teenager to rage, allowing the, you know, for me, the, the age that I lost my mother, I lost my mother when I was pregnant. And wow. so I was not able to like really release the sensations and the feelings because I was cooking a human. And so I was like, all right, I'm not going to go into that full experience. But after giving birth and having some time, the moments where I feel the deep loss and I mourn for the things that I 
took for granted growing up knowing, oh, one day I'll have a kid and my mom will be there and we'll get to share these moments and like almost kind of like putting off this relationship of like, oh, well, when I have a kid, we'll bond. Oh, we'll be closer when I have a child to mourn that loss and the anger associated with grief sometimes. It's so easy to sit in the sadness and depression of that grief. Whereas like I was, oh, I don't, I'm not angry. Oh, I don't have anger around. And I was like, okay, I got a lot of anger around it. A primal rage practice really helped me and supported me with all three of those, supporting my inner child. And I would witness my inner child come out and hearing even the difference of how my inner child rages versus my inner teenager and like, you know, college age me or, you know, I would bring up the first time that like as a woman, you're treated sexually inappropriately by an adult and like I let her rage and then, you know, shifting from grief back into an allowance of anger around the loss of my mother. So many of these practices, even witnessing myself and being witnessed by a practitioner holding that space, seeing the the power of that anger versus, you know, society tells us a lot of times as women, when we're expressing big emotions, oh, we're crazy, oh, we're dramatic, oh, we're unhinged, oh, we're this, oh, we're that. And like you're saying, to be witnessed by another and not judged and supported and seen and to not have that relationship be hit detrimentally after that, so healing across the board. Another great way to use sound. Absolutely. Yeah. It creates that repair process that like all of me gets to exist and express and I, and I'm not shunned. Love isn't withdrawn. Connection isn't broken. If anything, it's strengthened because I'm being met by beings who are also doing the work. And, you know, that's why I'm sure, you know, the work that you offer in my program containers are so valuable because it's a space where, if you don't have access to those sorts of communities or beings in your life, it's like, go get them, go find yeah. them, join these sorts of, you know, spaces because it's so healing to have that repair. Yes. Let your magnetic center, your magnetic core, find your people, find your mirrors, find your support pieces, find your leaders, find your holders of space, find your containers, because how we heal and transmute and alchemize is often even more potent in community. So like when you do that work in some form of community, your personal work is amplified. So it's not that you can only do the work in those containers, but as you and I know, sharing a powerful container of intimacy at work being able to do that even in part it might be like five minutes or ten minutes in this container and i might do five hours of work outside of the container but because i have that container because i have that support and being witnessed and seeing others it takes us out of this isolation that i think so many of us struggle with battle with deal with in our contemporary society because we were much more community-based for the majority of our existence as humans yeah i've experienced that that deep longing like deep in my soul for that return to that community and that connection and i think that is a big piece of this when we talked about that soul nourishment and what our soul's craving and when the reality is we are alone or we don't have that connection I find women connect with food as the substitute and it definitely doesn't satisfy. You know, that's why sometimes when we're binging, it's like this bottomless pit because I'm trying to get a fill of 
a feeling or you named with the throat, like scratch that itch and it's not working. So Mm -hmm. we get to look at what we truly need and find ways to get those needs met in community as well as on our own. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's one more piece that I want to mention as we're rounding up this amazing conversation, which we were talking about the power of sound in terms of how we speak, Mm -hmm. you know, our, our words are spelling our reality, creating our reality. But beyond that, how we talk to food yes actually is really important mm-hmm. tell me about that because when when we spoke about this i thought ah oh, yeah this is just like golden but like this is a nugget i want to share yes so i'll start with just the baseline understanding that like if any of you have kids and you've watched frozen you know olaf talks about water having memory and so water has a memory water can be vibrationally programmed and so like it's they're studying it more and more the like resonance of water when we look at the structure of water after you speak certain things to it high vibration things like i love you or thank you or gratitude versus like you're ugly i hate you the structure of water goes from being these beautiful crystalline almost snowflake type type structures to completely discordant chaos like it, it literally looks like trauma and so water holds vibration and how much water are we but everything holds vibration so when you speak to the things that you are consuming be that a liquid that you're consuming a solid food that you're consuming a tv show that you're consuming you know a podcast that you're consuming music that you're listening to when you speak to and create this vibrational resonance or this intention or this theme or this programming to what you are going to consume or bring inside yourself you gain the benefit of your own intention so for instance every time i'm drinking water i'm telling the water that it's hydrating that it's nourishing that it's filled with minerals so that it's not leaching the minerals from my body and pulling it in and actually dehydrating me i want to be hydrated by my water and that's a whole other conversation of how american water is dead water basically but when we set our intentions when we place our hands around this cup and program the water to from a very technical perspective, hydrate me or to bring me abundance or to be love or to be light or to be remembrance. Program your liquids, program your foods, talk to your food about how nourishing it is. Be that once again on the very practical of like, you just made yourself a grain bowl or you made yourself an amazing salad or like look at you like looking at like what things you're eating intentionally all the way to i'm going to eat this thing that maybe doesn't have the like high nutrient content but it's going to be nourishing for my soul i'm going to be present with this I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to alleviate the like shame and punishment that a lot of times comes into eating this. And it's going to be nourishing for my soul. When you consume something that your 3D mind might be telling you, that's not good for us. That's bad for us. We shouldn't do that. If you allow yourself to set the intention and be present with it, I'm only going to eat as much as feels good. I'm going to know when I'm full. I'm going to be in connection, in sacred connection to my nourishment, all the way from physical nourishment to energetic nourishment. Talk to your food. Mind send that to your food. If you're around others and you don't feel comfortable talking out loud, hold the plate, hold the cup, hold the container as you're cooking. Oh, that's one of my favorite things. Fuse it with the energy. 
yes, I'm mortar and pestle so many things. And every little crunch, every little grind is like what I'm putting into that to heal, to support my family, to give my family more than just the nourishment of the physical thing that I'm cooking, but the nourishment of my own intention, of my love, of my support. So talk to your snacks, guys. So important. I'm getting this memory of I used to try and ferment my own kombucha. Mm. And it took me a year of failure. I mean, it would be sugar water, it would be vinegar, but I was not getting actually delicious kombucha. And then I read someone say like, you need to talk to it. Tell it, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I like asked it, you know, please ferment like beautiful kombucha. And like, I just wanna enjoy you. And I was like, you know, talking to it. And then from that moment forward, I had like the best kombucha Mm -hmm. ever. And that was the only thing that changed. I was following the recipes all the times. And we kind of want to override those things as silly or ineffective or it's just placebo. But I really believe living in this vibrational reality that it is very true and very powerful and worth playing with. Like we might as well. If talking to my food is going to help, like what do you got to lose? Be silly and give it a shot. You're assembling it. You're putting it on a plate. You're You're eating it anyway. Something with it. Take the five seconds, 20 seconds to just like set the intention. And if you do that, like fun little eye roll, don't know if this is going to work, but going to try it out. Like, let it be in that playful vibration of like, hey, spinach, maybe you'll taste extra good today. Like, try it in that funny, lighthearted vibration. You have to put too much pressure on it. Be with it. Right. This is nothing serious. And as you're speaking to the food, like the quality of the vibration that you're sending out is also the same quality of the vibration that's impacting your physical body. Yes. And I tell clients this all the time. If you're shaming yourself about the cookie you're eating that doesn't have nutrients and is bad for me and sugar is going to make me fat, the way your body feels is now heavy with shame, mm-hmm. which affects the body's physical ability to digest and to actually you know, break down the sugars effectively mm-hmm. and to help you not feel bloated or gassy. Like, the better your body feels vibrationally, the mm-hmm. better able it's going to harmonize with the food as well yeah, and be able to break that down. And then we could also add this one more layer, which is how you talk about your body mm-hmm. and the words you speak about the body. If it's going to impact food, it's going to, you know, the words we say about ourselves also impacts the body that is made of so much water. Yes. And like, your intention matters your mind and your body are here to protect you take care of you carry you through love you like their jobs are to like follow your directives to keep you alive to support you so instead of the directive being let's punish ourselves over this choice all right body mind let's all get on board this is soul nourishing we're going to take what we can from it we're going to process it through really easily we're going to release what no longer serves us we're going to feel good throughout that entire experience like that's it that like 15 second intention can change the way your mind and your body and your energy receive that consumable item so powerful like that alone is life changing when people get it yes so good And you, my goddess, are life-changing. So thank you so much for all of this wisdom. I know you have a a multitude of ways that you support and serve, but you also have a free 30-day membership. So can you just 
share what that is because you guys, if you can for 30 days get access to this modern mystic and all of the magic that she has, and I'm assuming maybe there's even some sound healing in there. There's there's so much sound healing in yeah, there. Yeah, then you should probably jump on that. So tell us about it. I offer a 30-day free trial of my membership. So my membership offers a training in the portal every month. So for instance, if you join us for April, you get access to a January, a February, a March, and an April training. You also get access to two live events every month. I do a Q&A coaching call where everybody who joins or submits a question ahead of time gets one-on-one -on -one support. Ask me anything around this. How to apply sound healing to your specific topic. How to talk about developing your intuition something on the more technical end. What do I do with this funnel or how do I start marketing this? All across the board of anything you might be interested in topic-wise from me. We also do an active practice or sacred online gathering once a month where you can sit in practice with me in the community. It might be guided meditation. It might be uh, last night we did our March one and it was a minimal resistance manifestation practice of like, let me show you how to manifest with something that you're not attached to. Getting a card in the mail, finding a penny on the ground, seeing a specific bird and show you how easy and quick and efficient it can be and practice with that so that you can apply it to something more intense something that you have a lot more Ooh, i really want this thing i'm gripping a little bit tighter and in the portal i explore so many different types of topics by sound healing manifestation developing your intuition the unconscious the subconscious all these different things and you also get included in our sacred community so you get to meet so many other individuals coming from a myriad of different perspectives joining in on this work so access and exposure to really cool fun spiritual practices made integratable by multitude of different approaches and everything super personalized because it's about you not just my way of thinking and being but let me help you run that through the lens of your own work so if you're curious and want to dip your toe in if you want to absorb as much as possible for your 30 days please use the link and join us let me know that you've come in through the podcast i would love to chit chat about all these topics with you it sounds like a healing treasure chest. Like just so much is inside that you get to play with and mm -hmm. experience. So I really hope that everyone goes right now, joins for their 30-day trial and gets to experience more of you. Mm, thank you so much, babe. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm so grateful to have had this time with you. Thank you again for sharing your wisdom. Mm, thank you for having me. This was amazing amazing bye everyone thanks for tuning in thanks for tuning in to the empowered eating and living podcast if you liked today's episode make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future ones and if you loved it then please leave a five-star review so that we can share the love with others who may benefit from listening too